This is episode number 197 of the Rising Man podcast with Jetty Azuma. Seasons change, as do all things. Welcome back, Rising Man family. Thank you for joining me here today. Jetty Azuma checking in behind the mic for another episode of the Rising Man podcast. Before we lock it in today, I want to remind you guys to go and check out our 12-week online course called Ignite. Ignite is a launching pad for every man who finally wants to get clear on the foundational values, vision, and purpose that you have in your life. Ignite is something we created a year ago to help every man get clear on the baseline essentials he needs to make his life the life that he's always wanted to have. And you can have that right now. Just go over to risingman.org ignite and get yourself registered today. All right, this episode is another solo episode. It's been a while since I've gotten to drop in behind the mic by myself. And so here we are, rapidly approaching our 200th interview here on the podcast, at least as far as interviews go. And I've shared my reflections on what I've learned since starting this podcast. In this episode, I talked about what it meant to me to miss a week on the podcast for the first time. We missed a week on the podcast. Did you even notice? Did you notice that we missed a week? I wonder. As we approach the four-year mark since The Rising Man popped into my head as an idea, I talked about the ever-evolving nature of community and culture. Where is Rising Man now? How has it changed each year since its inception? I go through each one of the years and what I look forward to as we head into this next year coming up. Lastly, I gave a glimpse into the future of what I see for the Rising Man community moving into a new calendar year, including more in-person gatherings, greater leadership opportunities, homestead projects, community economics, charter schools for our children, and so much more. <laughs> so without further ado, I introduce myself, Jedi Azuma. All right, episode number 197. Man, I just got a flashback to the first episode of the podcast that I ever recorded. I had no idea what I was doing. I had almost the entire thing written out. <laughs> Man, that brings back so many memories. Almost four years ago now, I was living in Santa Barbara. My son was two plus a couple of months years old. We were living in a house with two other couples, four of our best friends in the world. I was working like three or four jobs at the time and I was recording the podcast in the laundry room. <laughs> I remember I used to have to leave a sign on the door to let people know when I was gonna be recording and it led to some very interesting conversations in the household to say the least. At the same time I started recording the podcast, we also had a massive construction project literally going on in our driveway, probably a 30 foot walk from where I recorded the podcast. So I would put mattresses and pillows in the windows to try and dampen the noise. And man, uh, for, for a long stretch of time, I was talking into the wrong side of the microphone. <laughs> Oh, needless to say, fond memories, fond memories from the very first podcast episode. So here I am talking on number 197. Wow. It just seems like so much time has gone by. So many things have changed. I've learned so much, I have a completely different reference point and perspective of what the rising man as a podcast, but even greater with the rising man as a message, as a movement really means. And so I uh, decided to do this episode to take an opportunity to reflect 
share a little bit more of some of the vulnerable behind the scenes parts of what's been going on and what is happening inside of Rising Man and what's happening inside of me and to talk a little bit about the future as well. I like doing these episodes. I like when I can just drop in behind the mic and flip the script and just speak what's on my heart. So here we go. Uh, Firstly, Big, 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 big deal. When I first decided I was going to do the podcast, I was following a podcast called Smart Passive Income, a man named Pat Flynn, who is even bigger now than he was at the time. And just for a little bit of context, we're going back to the end of 2017. November 2017 is when the idea Rising Man popped into my head. So 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, here we are at the four-year mark. So four years ago, I was following this podcast and I got the idea for The Rising Man and I knew I wanted to start a podcast. So I followed everything that Pat Flynn said by the book. He had a PDF document at the time. He probably still does somewhere for, if you're going to start a podcast, here's the checklist. And I followed it to a T. The first thing that he said to do before you pick the name of your podcast, before you decide on the format, before you get the album artwork, the first thing that you had to do was commit to doing it for at least a year. Now, at this, even at this point in time, I was big on commitment. So anytime someone talked about commitment, I was like, yeah, I'm in. And his reason for asking you to commit for a year was because he knew that in that first year, you would face so many resistances. And he, he was absolutely right. The things that I had to do in that first year just to make the podcast happen, just to get it out. I'm talking about late nights, early mornings, working four jobs during, and I'm not exaggerating. I was literally working three or four jobs at the time. I was still working as a physical therapist. I was doing some private coaching. I was helping coach in Man Cave with Preston Smiles. You guys know Preston. If you do, if you've been following for a while, I was also doing some volunteer work. Uh, I was on the executive board for a nonprofit organization that worked with boys in South Central LA. And I also had a bunch of other odd jobs. So when I say at least three to four jobs, I'm not exaggerating. And then, and then, and then I took on starting the podcast. So many times what that meant was I was up late night trying to publish podcast episodes, listening to podcast episodes while I was driving in the car, taking notes while I was driving on what the show notes should be. And, oh man, it just really took a lot. So going back to Pat Flynn, he said, you should commit to it for at least a year. And that's what I did. I said, I will do this. I will do at least one episode a week for a year. And then I will revisit it one year. So my one year mark was in March because we published the first batch of episodes on March 11th, 2018. And every year on that March date, I recommitted. This year was no different. And without going into too many details, the nature of my personal evolution and the evolution of Rising Man left me in a place these past two months of restructuring, reformatting, and honestly going through my own personal rite of passage to let go of some old things that haven't been serving me. Save that for another podcast episode on another day. But truly stripping away all of the things that I don't want to carry forward with me. I'm just talking about Jetty right now as a man. Things that I don't want to carry forward for Rising Man. Things that I want to really leave behind as we step into this next chapter. And part of that was taking time. Taking time to focus on the things that matter most. Taking time to be really present with my family. 
to support and be present for my wife as she just celebrated her 40th birthday last week, to really deliver at a high level in the programs we've had the past two months. We've done two compasses, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. We had our third retreat weekend for Dojo. And all of the other men that I've shown up for in the virtual space in the past two months led me to a point where last week, I literally didn't have anyone on the docket to have on the podcast. Instantly, I felt guilty. I felt like a failure. I felt like, ah, I dropped the ball. Everybody's going to be counting on me. Everybody's going to be waiting for that Thursday episode of the podcast. When it doesn't drop, they're going to start flooding me with messages. What happened? What's wrong? Is something going on? Are you doing the podcast anymore? (laughs) And in, in looking at that for a moment, I said, wow, I've created a really strong attachment pattern to putting this out every week. It told me a couple of things. It told me that I really care about commitment told me that I really care about being my word. It also told me that I got, I got stuck in a pattern of doing something every week. And I had to revisit for the sake of what? For the sake of what? For the sake of what was I going to stretch myself beyond my capacity to put out an episode last Thursday? Probably an episode that wouldn't have been very good, that would have been rushed, that would have been taxing on not just me, but also my team. For the sake of what? And I couldn't come up with a compelling reason. I couldn't come up with a, couldn't come up with a compelling enough reason to do that. So I decided, I told my team, I said, Hey, we're going to skip this week for the first time. I'm going to skip one. And now I'm interested. And in, 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 did you even notice, did you guys who listen to this, ep- this podcast, did you guys even notice that we missed a week? Cause we put out the MMM on Monday. We didn't put anything out on Thursday. And then we were back to the MMM on Monday. I, I wonder And I know that you can't answer back right now, but (laughs) that was something I wondered is, did people even notice? Did you even care? Did you miss it? I'm sure some people did. I'm sure some people noticed, but I'm sure most of you guys just, there's so much out there right now. So it made me think about the thoughts and the reasons and the motivations that I have. And I, I wanted to make sure I shared that here today, because as part of rethinking and reimagining rising man moving forward as we step out of our fourth year of completing this four-year cycle on the initiation of rising man and moving forward into another chapter and stepping into a fifth year i want to be really conscious and deliberate about what i'm bringing into this community so i thought i would do something fun here i gave uh, I, I did a little bit of a quick review on each year from 2017 to 2018, 2019, and now 2020, finishing into 2021. And I gave a theme. You can think of it like a chapter title to each of the years. So I'm going to go through each one right now, explain a little bit of what that means, and then we'll get into where Rising Man's going. So year one, right? Going back to that coffee shop when the Rising Man first popped into my head. The chapter title for year one of this podcast would be, what does it mean to be a man? And the reason I chose that is because the motivation behind starting the podcast, the premier motivation was to explore this very question. What does it mean to be a man? And to do it with a variety of men from a variety of different backgrounds and just see, see what is, where is the congruency? Where is the discrepancy? What is, what are we actually defining when it comes to being a man? Because I know I grew up and I know many men and boys at this point have grown up being told that they're not man enough 
or sometimes that you're, they're too manly. So how can we use an arbitrary metric like manly enough or too manly or not manly enough, whatever it is, without knowing what it actually means to be a man? And so while I was asking tons of different men this question, over 50 in that first year, because we doubled up on some weeks, I was really reflecting on what do I think it means to be a man? And my greatest discovery after that first year, after asking that question so many times was there is no singular answer to that question. Every one of us who identifies as a man gets to define that for ourselves. And it's essential to define that for ourselves because that's what actually gives us the bar and the target to shoot for. And no other target or bar for manhood matters than the one that you set for yourself. Now, I know for myself what it means to be a man for me has been informed by witnessing other men and how they define manhood over the years, starting with my father and my grandfathers and all of the coaches that I had, fathers of my friends growing up, teachers, educators, authority figures, police officers, all of the men that I've observed over the years have informed my definition of what it means to be a man in the same way that it has for every other man out there. But as I learned in that first year, the only thing that really matters is the definition that I decide to give to manhood and whether or not I'm living in to my definition of manhood. And that was such a pivotal realization in that first year. So huge to see that although I was interviewing so many different men from so many different backgrounds, while there was some congruency, there was also room for different definitions of this one word. So I always come back to that. Oftentimes when I'm on other podcasts or interviews, I share that because I think that, I don't know, when I was growing up, nobody was really telling me that I get to decide what it means to be a man. Most people were just trying to tell me what it was and enroll me (laughs) in believing that to be the truth. So year one, 2017 to 2018 was all about what does it mean to be a man? Also, footnote, I recognized that it was important to make distinctions between the word man, masculine, and male. Growing up to me, all three of those words were synonymous. And what I learned in that first year is that that's just not the case. Masculine and feminine man, woman, male, female, these are three terms often closely associated, but that are not actually interchangeable. So you guys who've listened for a while have probably heard me talk about that quite a bit, but that first year really emphasized why that was so important. And I had a great time asking men and women what their definitions of manhood were, what their definitions of masculine and feminine were. Really fascinating dialogue. If you haven't heard that, you should go back to some of the earlier episodes. So that brings us to year two. So after a year of doing the podcast, not even, after about six to eight months of doing the podcast, guys were reaching out to me and starting to tell me how much of an impact the podcast was having on them. I was having women reach out to me, telling me how much of an impact it was having on them too and on their spouses. And so the demand for community became more prevalent. Guys wanted to go deeper. Guys wanted to talk about the topics from the episodes. That It wasn't enough to just listen to it. And I was stoked. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So the chapter title for year two, 2018 to 2019 was exploring community. 
Now, you guys who've listened for a long time know that I talk oftentimes about being on a men's team for eight years. I've actually rejoined that men's team in a virtual capacity since leaving when I relocated last year. But that team was what I understood to be community for men. That was my standard. That was the gold standard that I had around what community looked like. And here I was, men from all over the United States, all over North America, men from Australia, guys messaging me from Europe, all over the world, asking me to share more with them about rising men and what it means to be a man. So that second year exploring community was really a wild, wild west exploration of how do we do this in a virtual capacity? Year two was really defined by me deciding I did not want to let a man's geographical location or circumstances be an excuse for why he couldn't get the support he needed. And so we initiated the Rising Man Fire Circles in the second year. This was our version of the Rising Man community, the, the membership community where we were hosting calls and diving deeper. And I was starting to share tools that had been so instrumental in changing my life. But in retrospect, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to creating a virtual community. Literally, I knew zero at the time. I was, I was, you know, probably just a year before that was when I first created an Instagram account. <laughs> and so trying to navigate a online virtual community with guys all over the world, international, multi-continental was an entirely new feat and endeavor for me. So this was also where I got to enroll a team of volunteers to help me out and shout out to the early squad. Obviously, Sean Offenbach, who has been helping me edit the podcast this entire time up until recently, but really helped me get going in the early days. Rowan Tyne, whose name you guys have probably heard a million times, Julian Subic, and Mark Rose. These were the original stalwarts of The Rising Man, the guys who helped me take it from just a podcast to actually being able to grow it into something else. I pretty much reached my limit in the first six to eight months. It would have just been a podcast if I never was able to enroll these four guys to help me out. And I'm forever grateful for that. And anybody who's listening to this, who's gotten any kind of benefit from being a part of our community should extend some gratitude to those guys as well. Cause they were the ones who really helped me take it to the next level and see, Oh, okay, we can grow this thing. I just need more support. So that was a huge exploration into, okay, now how do I lead a team of guys to create something that I have no idea how to do? That was fun. <laughs> that, that yielded a lot of lessons and insights and uh, wonderful memories that um, yeah, just start flashing through my head as we talk about it now. But yeah, year two is all about creating community from the ground up and enrolling team and learning how to ask for help and learning how to delegate, which is not something that you can just learn how to do overnight. So year two, that was 2018 to 2019. 2019, going into 2020, that was the, the chapter I gave to this one was how do we survive? <laughs> because at this point, going into the third year of working multiple jobs and doing this as really a passion project, you know, for the, something I don't talk about often is those first two years, I was putting in thousands of dollars of my own money to fund getting the, keeping the rising man up, up off the ground. And I, and I gladly did it because I, I believed in it. I believed in what I was doing. And I knew that at some point 
it would be able to give back. I had a lot of faith in that, but I mean, I never calculated exactly how much, but easily between 20 and $30,000 of my own money in those first couple of years before I started to, before the rising man actually started to generate some income. And even then the income just kind of neutralized the expenses, you know? So then we were, we were starting to approach zero. So going year three was about, okay, how do we take this? How do we keep rising man as a vision? I wouldn't even say that we were quite a movement at that point. At least I didn't know it. We were, but I didn't know it. But how do we keep this thing going? And so this is when we started to introduce programs like Elements and Compass and soon after creating Inferno. And on the way, we rolled into a pandemic, right? So just when we were starting to lift off, it was right before the, let's see, the the first Inferno and the third Compass, the pandemic hit, boom wow, now we can't even go outside. So, <laughs> so how do we survive? Oh, so many things about that year that uh, I know for many people, not just myself, but many people ask themselves the same question. How do we survive? How do we do this thing? And, you know, I had my own experience of that. Um, many times thought, man, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. Maybe I should just go back to being a physical therapist full time. Maybe I should just give it up. Maybe I should, you know, pass it on to somebody else. I don't know how many times I asked myself that question, but every time I said that shortly thereafter, it was followed by, but I can't, I can't give up on this. There's too much work here to be done. There's too many guys who are depending on it. And honestly, those days, every time I, I questioned it or doubted it, I'd get a message from another guy saying, man, the podcast has changed my life. Or another guy who said, oh my God, I'm so grateful that you took me out there for Compass and, and helped me become an initiated man. Or a woman reaching out to me saying, I don't know what you did, but thank you for the work that you do because my husband has become an entirely different person since listening to the podcast and working with you guys. So shout out to all of you guys. <laughs> who sent those messages out, who showed the love, who kept sharing the podcast, who kept leaving comments, every single one of them. I know I say this on the the thank yous a lot, but every single one of them really fueled the fire for Rising Man to keep growing. And so like all of you guys, we found a way to survive and we made it through the second half of 2020, which launched us into year four. Now, once I gathered a little bit of steam and realized that we need to move forward, we can't wait for the pandemic to end, this became more about, less about community and more about family. That's really what year four has been about. And that takes us up to this present moment. Because a lot of people use the word community, and I even use the word community still. But to me, there's a word that's even beyond that, that most of us don't ever get to experience. Most of us don't ever get to experience what it's like to have people you can count on. Most of us don't know what it's like to have friends, to have men who can, you can look in the eyes and know that they have your back. And this is where I'll never forget it. Fall Compass 2020, sitting at the crowbar in Shoshone, California, Mr. Albert Chavez said, well, what's next? What's next for the rising man? <laughs> and I looked over at him and I said, what's next? Well, I don't want the Persian army. I don't want a million rising men out there. That's not my, that's not my goal. I want 300 Spartans. So the chapter title for year four is the 300 Spartans. And I know I've 
put this out there in a couple of different formats. So if I'm repeating myself and you've heard it before, forgive me, but 300 Spartans means men who can count on each other where my survival, my ability to move forward in this world depends on your ability to move forward in this world. We depend on each other. We move forward together. The strength of our shield wall is defined by our ability to stand together as men with a shared language, with a shared culture, with a shared vision. So this past year up till this moment has been a lot of restructuring, a lot of trimming the fat, cutting out what doesn't work anymore, cutting out what doesn't fit within the fabric of the rising man culture, the rising man community. There's been some fracturing of relationships, breaking off of relationships, uh, redefining standards and agreements that we have, hard conversations, heart opening conversations and experiences that right now in this moment have led me to have more men around me than I've ever had in my life who I trust, men who I can depend on, men who have my back, and men whose backs I'm watching after too. 300 Spartans. 300 Spartans, that's the target. Looking to hit that core foundation of 300 men who have a shared language, who have a shared initiatory experience, who know what it means to give the mirror to another man in an interview who know what it's like to live life on his terms, who are clear on his values and his vision and his purpose on this planet, who are capable of stepping up in a leadership position in the way that the future generations need right now. So that's what this past year has been about. And you're going to have to wait until I do an episode like this a year from now. <laughs> I don't know what this next chapter is going to be. If I had to forecast it, I would say, let's see, let me think about this for a minute. I wasn't prepared for this one. I'm going to forecast year five. The chapter for 2021 going into 2022 is going to be all about the promised land. <laughs> the promised land. Finally making it to what I envisioned for the Rising Man community. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm intending for. So you guys can help me get there. Now, that's a great segue into the future. What is coming up in the next calendar year? Well, we have so many things that are coming up in 2022 that I'm excited about. Um, we have in-person gatherings, leadership trainings. We've refined some of our programs. We've, we've put some on the shelf and we've pulled others off of the shelf in order to create more opportunities for men to get the practical skill set that they need. There's so much, there's only so much information you can get from a podcast by listening to it. There's only so much information you can get by being a part of a virtual program or taking a virtual training to be in person, belly to belly, face to face, flesh to flesh with other men who are doing their work is a completely different experience. So we're creating a number of opportunities that are accessible in all of the ways, <laughs> you know time resource, financial resource, everything, because we want to train our army of 300 Spartans. So more to come. I'm not going to spill the beans on that just yet, but in-person gatherings happening next year, more leadership opportunities. Now more than ever, there's, there's more men. You guys are going to not be hearing my voice as much. You're going to hear other voices from other men in this community. If you haven't been part of our inner circle, you, then you wouldn't know that there are some amazing extraordinary and talented men in this community who have just been chomping at the bit to step forward and lead. So those men are giving more opportunities to step forward and help 
share the, share the burden of leading the charge. You know, I've had so much support from men over the years, people in the community, people outside the community, helping me to get this thing going. And now there's men who are ready to carry the banners and really plant their flags in the ground. So more leadership opportunities for the guys who frankly have been around, who stuck around, who did the work, who showed up, who took the programs, took the trainings and are certified by our standards as a rising man community to lead. More of those opportunities coming up. Uh, I mentioned homesteading projects in the intro. Yeah, that's that's something else I'm looking forward to is uh, calling in and finding and 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 beginning to homestead land where we can do our Rising Man events, where we can begin to establish a homestead for men in the Rising Man community. You know, ultimately, without going into a big rabbit hole on this, I would I want men who are part of our community to develop relationships that are built on such a strong foundation of trust that we start to create futures together. Now, it doesn't necessarily that we're all going to be next door neighbors, but for some of us, maybe that's a possibility, especially as we step forward into an unknown future. It's really important for me to create land and lifestyle with people that I trust, people who I want to build a life with, people whose values and vision align with mine and what my family wants for ourselves. So, Homestead projects. I mean, the sky's the limit. We can do so many things together, especially when we have a foundation of shared initiatory experiences and common language and practice. So that's what we've been working on. That's what we're creating so that we can have these opportunities. In addition to homestead projects, community economics, how can we create business enterprises and ventures together? I mean, if you're part of the Rising Man community, you know the variety of talent that we have <laughs> inside of our circle. We could probably start our own country <laughs> with the with the variety of skill set and experience that we have in this community. At at the very least, we can start a small town, right? And and multiple business ventures. So, utilizing the foundational components we have for those of you guys who have partaken in Inferno for the first class of dojo graduates that are coming out this year, guys who have taken our leadership courses and trainings, you'll know that those tools and instruments that we provide to you can be utilized in a number of different applications, including business ventures and developing teams and systems to have a strong impact in the world. So maybe somebody wants to start a solar company and they want to enroll some men from the community to work with them and help them deliver that. And some of the guys have graphic design skills and advertising skills and other guys have operational management skills and other ones are boots on the ground types of workers. And we can create so many possibilities when we start from a shared language, shared practical experience and shared rites of passage. So I could go on for, to that for hours. And the last thing that I mentioned right at the end was charter schools for our children. I'll just, I'll just plant this seed right here. One of the visions I've held for a long time, I've loved X-Men since I was little. And I always imagined what it would be like to open my version of Professor Xavier's school for the gifted and talented, right? So creating, creating a school where we identify the skill sets and the talents that children have at an early age and customize educational plans for them so that they can develop the skill set that they're most called to, most inclined towards, instead of turning out a whole bunch of meagerly talented robots who all have the same baseline skill set, but really focusing in on what lights up kids the most, helping them to specialize. Yes, giving them baseline skills so they can take care of themselves in this modern world, but also 
giving them an opportunity to go where their greatest passion and interest and fascination lies. I'm getting an experience right that right now because we have my son in a homeschool co-op and it's amazing. Kids can sign up for whatever they want to. And myself and, and Sean Barry, we just got hired to create a rites of passage program for the teenage boys in that community. And I'm starting to see just how close we are, just how possible it is for us to create exactly what we want for our children and for our families. I'm starting to see it and I'm starting to believe it even more. And so planting that seed right now, sometime, someday in the future, there will be a place and space to educate our children. And maybe it'll be my grandchildren. Who knows how long it's going to take, but there'll be a place and space for us to do that in a way that builds community, that, that rediscovers and reinitiates the village. Hopefully that's chapter six or seven. <laughs> I, I don't want to wait for chapter 10 for initiating, reinitiating village. Man, let's, I already said year five is about uh, the promised land. So year six maybe is reinitiating the village, but it's all happening. It's all possible. And it's all because of perseverance, tenacity, and belief. Belief from you guys, the community who's helped hold this vision, helped lift it up. All of the men and women who have shared it up, who have supported it, the guys who put in tireless hours, volunteer hours on their own dime and on their own time to keep perpetuating the Rising Man message. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Truly, I know I say it every episode, but there's, there's just not enough words to express how grateful I am because this started as an idea in a coffee shop. It evolved into something that has created a livelihood for myself, for men who work closely on the Rising Man movement, and also just a, a, a place of respite, a place of safety, a place of growth, of learning, of discovery for men. And none of it would have happened. No one, no one can do this by themselves. Nobody. And... There's just no words to describe the gratitude I have because I know in my heart of hearts that we're creating something that will last on this planet. My son sees us doing this work. He sees different men all the time coming in and out of our, of our household, showing him love, showing gratitude, showing respect for my family, for myself that are carrying that identity of a rising man forward in a beautiful way. And uh, that's priceless. That's priceless. So thank you for following and supporting for all these years. We've made it through four years, a first four-year cycle. And I know that there's four times four times four times four to come. So all we got to do is just continue supporting each other, continue believing in this message, and continue rising together. So until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.